following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Yeah, It's That Bad. My name is Joel. And I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is the show that looks at supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are on and Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate that score. Is it really that low? Tonight's movie is 1994's Richie Rich, directed by Donald Petrie, starring Macaulay Culkin, John Larroquette, Edward Herman, Christine Ebersole, and Jonathan Hyde. Richie Rich is a 1994 live-action film adaptation of the Harvey Comics comic book character Richie Rich. This film currently holds a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis? The richest kid in the world, Richie Rich, has everything he wants except companionship. While representing his father at a factory opening, he sees some kids playing baseball across the street. Richie wants to join in, but they don't want him around. When a plot to kill the rich family is devised by Rich Industries' top executive, Lawrence Van Doe, Richie must take over control of the company while searching for his lost parents that help of some new friends. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I do. Van <laughs> Get it? Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> okay, Richie Rich. What is your rich history with this? I saw it in the theaters when it came out. I remember really liking it as a little kid, and I thought that this was going to be the death of a movie classic that I loved when I was a kid. Did that happen? We'll find out. Yeah, I don't remember if I saw this in theaters or not, but I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I think I enjoyed it, but I don't think this is one of those movies from my childhood that I like adored or, or held on to. I think I just liked it. I have no attachment to it whatsoever, but apparently everybody else does because this movie, <laughs> this movie and Blank Check were neck and neck in the poll. It was crazy. Martin, were you keeping an eye on that? Yeah, I was. I wanted to watch Richie Rich, though, just because I remember liking it so much from when I was younger. But you're more of a blank check man, right, Kevin? I am, at least from what I remember. So, we're, you're at an impasse here. Mm-hmm. But let's do what we always do at the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one, and we'll see how you thought they did. First up, the man, the myth, the legend. The DJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? The triumphant debut of Macaulay Culkin here at Yeah, It's That Bad. Thoughts on this epic child star? I didn't think he was as epic as I remember him to be. I mean, how old is he in this movie? He's got to be, what, 12? Yeah, probably. Something like that. He was okay. I thought he was all right. He was definitely a lot better than some of the other character child actor stars I've seen. He seemed lifeless and stiff. Stiff as a board. In this movie to me. Terrible. For someone who in the Home Alone movies was so charismatic, at least from what I remember, maybe I need to go back and watch them, <laughs> but I remember him being a superstar. Yeah, like really good in those movies. You win your heart? I, absolutely. Teen Beat, yeah. Tiger Beat. I don't know if that was him acting like a stuck up rich kid, but it just came across as stiff and lifeless to me. The only point in this movie where he was even likable was at the very end when he starts doing Home Alone stuff. Yeah. No, I just liked him at the end when the safe closes on him at the end of the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mars just made this ridiculous hand gesture. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that's, that's me closing the safe on this movie. <laughs> so I can't get out and hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Okay. I thought he was horrendous. Horrendous. One of the worst actors I've seen here. Yes, at Bedworld. Wow, that's a really strong statement. I hated him. I hated everything about him in this movie. He wasn't likable. He was Cameron Bright level. He was, needed to be likable. Was he worse than Jennifer Aniston? Oh my goodness gracious. No, I want an answer because you said he was the <laughs> most horrendous actor you've seen on Yes yeah, That Bad. One of the most. Okay, you put him and Jennifer Aniston. He's making it in my top 10. If I had to rank a list of like the top 10 worst performances in the movies that we've watched, he's up there. What about Cameron G- Bright's up there. What about Jen Aniston? Yeah, sure. Is she above or below him? <laughs> <laughs> Martin was a very specific yeah, he's placement. a real hardliner on this. It's too early to tell. <laughs> Those wounds are still fresh. <laughs> okay, next up, John Larroquette. I never thought I'd see him in one of our movies, but here he is. I like John Larroquette. I thought he was good in this movie. He was butlery. The villain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he's a... Uh, <laughs> Vando. Yeah. Laura Kett was ho-hum, I'm gonna say. He was just... He's no Dave <laughs> 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 You're just comparing him because his name yeah. rhymes? So he did a Patricia Arquette. Ho-hum? Yeah, he's ho-hum. Hum-drum. Martin, <laughs> yeah. rebuttal? Doesn't this guy usually play this type of character? Yeah, exactly. This is what he does. <laughs> I mean, this, this is like his... Okay, then, fine. Next up, Edward Herman. He was the dad. I'm going to tell you right now, if any of you fools say this one bad word about this man, I will kill you where you sit right now. Kevin, what do you think? I want to badmouth him just to see what he do now. <laughs> this guy sucks. What, what's with the affinity for M- Mr. Rich? Well, uh, devotees to the Yes That Bad podcast may remember that I'm a secret Gilmore Girls fan. Don't tell anybody. It's just between me and you. But I love this guy. He was the dad in that as well. I guess fantastic. He's a good actor. Yeah, he, he and Martin, I liked him a lot. And by the way, Martin, you may know him better as the narrator from History's Mysteries on the History Channel. <laughs> You're right. I actually do know him better from History's <laughs> Mysteries on the History Channel. This guy was by far the most likable character in this movie. Oh my god, I want his movie. Leaps and bounds more likable than every other person. I want the Richard Rich movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. He was great. I thought he was okay. That's not sun bad. You sickened me. I said he was okay. <laughs> okay, and finally, Jonathan Hyde. Kevin, do you remember Jonathan Hyde? He's the butler, right? Mm-hmm. He's been in two other Yes That Bad classics. You know, he's one of those guys that like he looks so familiar and I feel like I've seen him in a lot of things but I can't put my finger on it what about you Martino I do not remember him from anything (laughs) he was the Egyptian villain expert guy from the mummy yes don't open the book two he was Van Pelt in Jumanji oh Oh. there you go pretty good huh did it again yeah put a little Gary Oldman on you this guy's good love him yeah he's alright love him this guy's good he's a professional actor he's one of the few guys that made me laugh in this movie yeah. I wanted to see him hook up with the redhead's mom, and that didn't happen. I was a little disappointed. I'm I wanted sorry. to see a love story there. Mm-hmm. It was blo- it was starting to blossom. Yeah, it was. And they just didn't follow it. Like my ambiolic? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty much it. Let's get into the brief history of Richie Rich. Though set in Chicago, the house and grounds at which Richie Rich is filmed are 
those of the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina. The roller coaster in the backyard is the former stand-up roller coaster Iron Wolf at Six Flags Great America. In contrast to the famous publication and animated series, a few characters are eliminated to accommodate the movie. Among them are Gloria and Irona, the robot maid. By the time this movie was made, Richie Rich's publisher, Harvey Comics, had ceased production due to declining sales. When the film was put into production, Macaulay Culkin was nearly five foot six. A cast of tall adults were hired to create the illusion that Culkin was shorter than he actually was at the time. Most of the cast is taller than six foot. Richie Rich earned the Razzie Award nomination for Macaulay Culkin as worst actor for his performance in the movie. Also, for getting even with Dad and the Page Master, but lost the award to Kevin Costner for Wyatt Earp. The film also felt short of recouping its budget at the box office with a $38 million gross in North America and a $40 million budget. It was, however, a home video success with how much in VHS rentals, Kevin? Now, that sounds like it was you partaking in this VHS rentals. That's a really tough question. I have no basis for this. (laughs) I'm going to say... 20 million. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with like 30 million. $125 million in VHS rentals. Wow. Little kids in the 90s really love this thing. Richie Rich was Macaulay Culkin's final film as a child actor. Really? At what point is he a child and and then not a child? Is there a designated point for that? 18? You're an adult? Is it? Is a 17-year-old a child actor? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Mm. I don't know what this means. Yeah, either do I. Yeah, I think 17's a child actor. And finally, uh, a direct-to-video sequel starring David Gallagher was made called Richie Rich's Christmas Wish in 1998. That sounds like a classic. We should get on that. Us and S. Darko. <laughs> get on that quick. <laughs> okay, Richie Rich. So this movie starts out with a narration. Sure does. Basically tells the story of Richie Rich. Yeah, the Rich family. Rich's dad is the richest man on Earth, on multiple Earths in the multiverse. He has more money than anyone could possibly imagine. They put a number on it, though. So 70 billion. 70 billion. Kevin, you're the money man. What are your thoughts on that? It's a lot of money, especially back in 95. What's 70 billion, 95 dollars? Somebody needs to do some crunching some numbers here. Maybe 70 billion then is like 10 trillion now. Uh, no. No, Joel, we, we, we were alive for this. No, I think I'm right. I think you're completely wrong. I remember Clinton. <laughs> the Clinton years. Yeah. 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 What about so, Bush Sr.? You're like, yeah, I remember that too. I kind of remember that. <laughs> I, I think I was alive for that. Yeah, you, de- you definitely were alive for that. I'm not sure. No, you, you definitely were alive for that. Were you cognizant during this period? That's the question. You may have been alive, but... I was a vegetable for the first <laughs> 20 years of my life. Yeah, can you say Wall Street, Kevin? Yeah, so... We're, we're <laughs> that. Yeah, I got that down there. Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wrote that down. Yeah, I wrote that down also. I also wrote down that he has a gold metal pacifier. That was weird. By the way, that stuff kind of annoyed me. The cartoonish and, I would say, grotesque love of money that this family has. How they put dollars signs on everything. I found that annoying. It was well, baboonish. I mean, the assumption here is that they changed their last name to be Rich, right? <laughs> they weren't born with that name. Yeah. Also, the assumption here is that they genetically engineered a dog so that it would have dollar signs instead of spots. Yeah. I saw that and I was offended. What, about the genetic engineering or yeah. the dollar signs? No, that they, had a, that they had a dog. They draped oh. themselves in their opulence. <laughs> this is the 1%. This is Darwinian capitalism at its pinnacle. <laughs> 
I don't. They're not the one percent. They're the point zero zero one percent, right? Yeah. Look, their opulence exceeds that of Nero. They have technology that back in nineteen ninety five that is just becoming mainstream today. iPads. Yeah. The GPS with FaceTime. Email. Smellovision. We don't even have that yet. Yeah, they had the Smellmaster nine thousand. <laughs> We're introduced to Richie. He's the richest kid in the whole wide world. He's got everything he could ever want. He's got Reggie Jackson teaching him how to play baseball. Can someone weigh in on Mount Richmore for me? Is that the, the, the most egotistical, insane? Only a family of megalomaniacs would erect a monument to their greatness. The size so of a mountain. Grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way. These characters, like, 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 as we know them and are introduced to them, wouldn't do any of this stuff, right? No, their, ca- their personality is not privy to that type of behavior. So we see that Richie gets sent to a factory to represent his father. Yeah, he sends a boy to do a man's job. How insulting for these people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the entire time he sees flying in, I'm thinking, man, these people are a bunch of bitches. This is getting the, ridiculed by this boy. It's like Detroit, essentially. Like this factory right. is going to collapse in upon itself. But Richard Rich decided to save it. But instead of coming himself to talk to these people, he sends his snot-nosed punk to do it for him. Well, he's prepared for things like this because he goes to CEO school. Which I thought was the highlight of this movie. I completely agree. CEO Academy. It was like Hogwarts, but for businessmen. Every kid's got their own CEO desk. Ben Stein is the teacher. I love this scene. This got the most laughs. Kevin and I were were laughing and laughing. I was cracking up this entire time. This is so inspired, so clever. We'll never see this again in another movie ever. Like, this is the only movie that's ever had this concept. Yeah. And we'll never see it again. This felt like something Wes Anderson would do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, CEO school? Yeah, CEO school, yeah. The little kid playing golf. It's hilarious. Loved it. I'd bribe somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like... And he's getting, like, he's fitted like, for like, a tailored suit. He's like, he's like <laughs> that's unethical, let alone illegal. I'm 12. I can't be held accountable. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> it's like, what? Richie goes to this factory opening and he sees some local homeless kids playing <laughs> playing baseball in Yeah, field. they're disheveled bums. You know, up to this point in the movie, the movie had not shown its age yet. Mm-hmm. People look kind of timeless because everyone's wearing a suit. Yeah. Even Richie's wearing like a tuxedo. But when we see these street urchins, they look so 90s, it made me sick. <laughs> <laughs> They were in a sandlot, fair? <laughs> they were the sandlot, yeah. Yep. They were wearing baggy clothes, stupid sunglasses, ugly hats, plaid. In other words, these kids have completely grown up and they're all in Brooklyn <laughs> wearing the exact same clothes today. <laughs> Except they all have ironic facial hair, including the girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's a red mustache. So Richie goes to try and play some baseball with them. And I'm like, get out of here, punk. You yeah, can't play with us. Get the hell out of here, you piece of garbage, is what they say to him. Spin is face. And he's like, I bet you I can hit, hit your pitch. Of course he can hit her pitch. He's got batting practice with the Yankees. All these kids, they put in 10 bucks. They go up against Mr. Rich, and he he knocks one out of the park. Yeah, we were cheering. <laughs> we stood up on our feet and started clapping. I mean, I was surprised he was even allowed to play with these kids. Yeah, without the proper vaccinations. Yeah, Cadbury thought that they all had communicable diseases. <laughs> There's a part where all the kids scream the word not together, right? I think that oh, that's why yeah. this scene shows Super its true age. 90s. Hey, you can come play with us. Not. not. I shriveled up into a ball, <laughs> just blew away in a powder. <laughs> the dust. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. 
So after Richie hits his home run. They all lose their money for McDonald's. Yeah, they can't eat now. They're all going to die of starvation. Yeah, I don't know. That's a big deal. $10 to a kid in the 90s? That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's their, their life. money. That's their life. They're, they're done. They're broke. Then the kids get all bitter. He hit a home run off them. He did. They get all snotty with them. They got all snotty because they were, they're they're running out of here. They're running a con game on them, but it turns out that they, he, Richie double-crossed them <laughs> and he conned them and they weren't happy about it. Listen, sour grapes, you know? Mix with the sweetest wine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, all right, sure, whatever. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay, so the rich family is about to fly over to have tea with Queen of England, I'm assuming. They load the plane up with presents for Her Majesty, but it turns out that Mr. Rich's security detail is trying to have him killed for Mr. Van Doe. Van so they put, they put a bomb on the plane. The plane looks like it's from the 1930s. Yeah, why, why are they flying a prop plane? It's a spruce goose. <laughs> it really does. It looks like a spruce. Like, I thought it was going to be like the flying V was going to come across. Why is a man that's worth $70 billion flying around on a plane from the 30s? It's John Travolta. You're right. Fair enough. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Then then some stereotypes get thrown around when Richie Rich decides to stay at the Rich Manor with Cadbury, and Cadbury invites some of his friends from the Sandlot over to hang out. This is a classic 90s kids movie montage, right? Oh, yeah. It ain't no house. It's a whole hood. Yeah. Stereotype number one there, that kid. Mm-hmm. He was a nightmare. A nightmare in flesh. <laughs> Whenever I saw him, I just curled up and died. I, that happened a lot in this movie. Because Curling up and dying. <laughs> I kept having to resuscitate Joel. <laughs> hey, rich man, just checking out your crib. Oh, yeah. I do believe that crib is vernacular for... It's like, shut up, stop. <laughs> I actually looked over and Joel was trembling yeah. at that line, at the crib line. I was dying. <laughs> it's one of these stupid montages where it's like... The kids are dancing around. <laughs> the best thing about me. I'm so embarrassed for both of you right now. The Kidapult, tagged with ATVs. Each kid gets their own wave runner. That kid's eating ice cream. All these things are super dangerous and would would result in the death of these kids. (laughs) The Kidapult? Kidapult, the roller coaster. By the way, uh, another 90s staple, super fat kid. It's like Hook. And Sandlot. Super fat kid. This kid was eating in every scene, and then they make a point to say, but you're always eating. You fat load. I hope you die. To Richie said. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the whole movie of fat kids. Fat camp. Heavyweights? Yeah, oh, yeah. that was that. Yeah, while all this fun and excitement is going on at the Rich Mansion, Papa Rich, he goes in the back of the plane looking for some chocolates, pulls out the, uh, that was the smell-o thing? Yeah. Smellmaster 9000. Yeah, he pulls out the Smellmaster, he's sniffing around for chocolates, <laughs> and he finds the TNT. Hey, if I was in that man's position, I would do the exact same thing. That's why this character is so relatable. As we all know, earlier in the movie, Van Doe put a bomb on the plane and it's like five seconds to spare Papa Rich he tosses it out the window but uh oh it blows up the tail fin of the plane they go into a nosedive sorry guys sorry bro brutal mortifying death for all involved so <laughs> it's horrible the or- rich 
The rich, the rich parents have gone missing. They didn't die. They survived the crash. They are in a, in a raft with clothes, food. It, look, it looks like a small inflatable dinghy, but they stand on it like they're on some type of like large boat. Yeah, yeah. this thing's got caviar. <laughs> they have champagne. champagne. It's like really weird. Perrier. Richie Rich finds out that they're missing. He doesn't assume they're dead. He's not worried about them at all. Mm-hmm. And then he takes over his father's business empire and it shows like a montage of magazines that are like, Richie Rich business company bad boy breaking the bank and young and successful sex symbol sexiest man yeah, sexiest alive man alive in people magazine <laughs> must be the jerry sandusky issue shut up <laughs> <laughs> and you remember claudia schiffer was his yeah she was his trainer uh-huh and he was like yikes Woo. like he's gonna do anything with her yeah what, 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 what is he <sighs> Sorry, Rich, you wouldn't know what to do with who. <laughs> Sorry, Rich, you gotta grow some pubes first. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Kevin made a really good point when we were watching this movie. It seems like this whole montage of Richie Rich becoming taking, the richest boy, like it, it's taking like like a year. It's taking a year, like like oh, three years of gossip. <laughs> his parents have been exposed to the elements out at sea for what seemed like a year, ten Months. years. That's it for ten years. He's going through. They, he has quarterly sales demographics, and he's dramatically changed them, which means that they've been gone for months. They should be dead. Yeah, they long had, dead. They had supplies. Realistically, they had supplies to last them four days. Yes. Maybe five. They should be dead. And, and he doesn't care. No, and they're out there clearly for months, if not years. He runs the company. Kevin, you're the money man. Let me ask you a question here. Let's say that Steve Jobs, at the height of Apple's stock price, he had a 12-year-old boy. And when Steve Jobs passed away, his 12-year-old boy took the reins of the Apple Computer Corporation. What would happen to the stock? Plummet. It would plummet. <laughs> It'd be practically worthless, probably. <laughs> But in this movie, what happens? I think it skyrockets all-time highs. It does. Does this speak to Richie's capabilities as a CEO or his father's lack of ability as a CEO? Wow. Then how did he become the billionaire, boy billionaire, did he bad just boy? In, maybe did Mr. Rich inherit $140 billion? <laughs> Uh, he squandered and he squandered it all away <laughs> by like building new factories and giving them to the workers. Yeah, he's a real socialist. He is. He's a man of the people. He's a communist. <laughs> Or shaking his head disapprovingly. Not happy about it. So after this scene in the movie, I don't know if you guys noticed this. It looked like Macaulay Culkin had like a cold sore. Huh? I swear to God. I didn't notice. Are you projecting? Are you seeing what you want to see? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, after- don't this DJ, DJ Macaulay like that. Are you familiar with this, by the way? Macaulay Culkin's iPod? Yeah, of course. For those who don't know, who are not here on the East Coast, every once in a while, you'll see in the listings, like in Time Out New York, of what's going on this weekend. Every once in a while, Macaulay Culkin's iPod pops up as like a party event that you can go to, and he's the DJ playing, literally playing songs off of his iPod. I think we should go. To talk to him about Richie Rich? Just to see what it's like. Are you curious a little bit? I, I am actually, big time. I think we should do it. Party monster. I think we should do it. You know what I don't get? I don't understand the next scene in this movie where for whatever reason, Richie Rich's butler is framed for the murder of his parents, and then Mr. Van Doe gets custody of him? How is that possible? He's not well, even related to him. Richie is able to... (laughs) No, seriously, how is that possible? 
<laughs> well, Richie's able to become the CEO despite his age because the butler, the, the butler, is his guardian. He becomes his guardian. Yeah, but that would be like if Barack Obama died, and then the kid, like Barack Obama, Michelle Obama passed away, and then the kids were adopted by Joe Biden. Does that make any sense? They gotta go somewhere, right? So, do, do you want to end up like Chris O'Donnell, award Batman, <laughs> award, of the, award of Batman? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand the thought process be- behind him. <laughs> getting this kid. Like, how do they courts allow that? I don't get that. Wait, which one do you have the problem with? The butler or Van Doe? No, the butler The had, butler's fine because the, the parents probably the, gave him that The parents power. gave him that that right through whatever. Maybe Van Doe was, maybe he was written in as the second person. No, because he had the petition to courts. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Just Well, who else is going to do it? He has no family? Apparently not. I guess there's some things money can't buy. <laughs> I mean, that is the major theme of this thing, isn't it? I thought the theme was money can buy happiness. You're right. It can buy me love. So Professor Keen Bean hears that <laughs> Cadbury is going to get murdered in prison since he was framed for the murders of Mr. and Mrs. Rich. So Richie Rich decides to go slumming and dresses up like a street urchin hooligan. All right. So the butler gets arrested. He goes to prison. And the biggest laugh in the movie for me was this scene here where it looks like the butler is going to get raped by this Marilyn Manson looking guy. <laughs> But it turns out that they're just playing like gin and he beat him in cards. I was laughing and laughing. I was like, that's good. <laughs> the guy goes nuts. Yeah, because he lost. He jumps on the bars and he's like swinging from the bars. <laughs> That was good. Yeah, that's like classic comedy stuff. I, I thought that was really funny. But when the butler is brushing his teeth, Richie Rich sneaks in to the prison and sneaks in like this super acid that can eat through anything. Why doesn't it eat through the container that it's in if it's that powerful? But I digress. I'll, I'll let that one slide. So the butler is going to brush his teeth and the acid goes on the brush and melts it. All of a sudden, this biker comes out of nowhere. We're in prison, right? Yeah, in, in, in prison. In the prison showers. Uh-huh. Where's this guy? in full biker regalia coming from. He just walked in. I, that's what I'd have to assume, that, that the prison is... It's got an open door policy. It's got an open door. <laughs> They're in on the honor system and he can just walk in. Yeah, so the butler cripples this guy. You may have killed him for all I know. You look dead he to me. He absolutely killed him. He yeah. was definitely dead. He killed he, him in cold blood. It looks like he just smashed his head like a grapefruit. This is the most violent there. murder I've ever seen on film. It was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, so the butler strips this biker nude. It was highly erotic and sexualized for a children's movie. Yeah, I was surprised. (laughs) Yeah, he steals this guy's clothes and they they run off together. They get over to Gloria, the redhead girl that he played baseball with and hung out with. And they decide to use her computer to borrow her, because at the time it was pretty novel, internet. Yeah, earlier in the movie she was talking about how if she didn't have email, she would never talk to her dad. That's pretty cutting edge stuff. This is a 94 movie? I didn't get the internet until 97. How about you guys? I had it in 95, 94. Maybe before that. I have no idea what year. I have no idea. 2010? <laughs> I just, I just Wait, got what's it. the internet? Yeah. Are, the aren't we over the AM signal right now? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this, is, this is live, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so they use her internet connection to connect to Richie Rich's dad finder. Yeah, Richie becomes a master anonymous ha- hacker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anon. He, yeah, he puts on his Guy Fox mask. <laughs> he starts hacking. hacking away. Real ahead of his time. He finds out that his father is still alive and tries to locate him. He can't. It turns out, though, that Mr. Van Doe also is aware that Mr. and Mrs. Rich are alive. Goes back to capture them because their voice is needed to open up their stupid safe. <laughs> the vault. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he must have walled. Yeah, so Van Doe eventually reveals to everyone that all he wants is to get into the rich family vault because he assumes that this thing has treasures beyond his wildest imagination. Yeah. I think that's a safe assumption, don't you? Sure. Yeah, but the only thing that's in there is stupid stuff from like Richie like falling down a flight of stairs. They got a picture of his uh, him riding his bike and they have like stuff from when he was a kid. Yeah, his, and His used diapers and yeah, case in gold. Yeah, his bronze turds are in there. I don't know. It's, it's, it's family memorabilia. That's what's really important to them is their family. And Mr. Rich lets them know that, huh, all the money's in stocks and bonds. Well, that was great. Breaks out into a fight. Mr. and Mrs. Rich work their way out onto Mount Richmore, onto their faces, have their last fight there. Yeah, they start shooting laser beams at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. This is dumb. I hated this this part of the movie. I hated it a lot. Like, more than I could have possibly imagined that I could hate it something. It went on forever, right? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Van Doe, it looked like he fell a hundred feet and then got his leg caught in a rope. It should have snapped his neck. It really should have. He should have just died. But he didn't. It is, you know, it's a kid's movie. He was movie. dangling like the Joker at the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah, he was. Yep. And then Richie Rich fired him and Mr. Rich punched him in the face. Or Mrs. Rich punched him in the face. One of them did. So, bad guys defeated. It shows that they're playing baseball. There's apparently some type of baseball league at their mansion. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows it shows Mr. Van Doe doing community land, landscaping for the rich family. That's not the community. That's just their house. So it's almost like I don't understand how he could get sentenced to cleaning their house. Yeah, after for a, a, attempted triple murder, attempted murder, arson, conspiracy, fraud, extortion, under oath, perjury, grand larceny. Yeah, there's a lot of things he did wrong, and maybe uh, I don't think you'd get community service time for it. Well, he might be a first-time offender, though. That's, that's yeah, possible. You're, you're right, right, you're right. right, you're right. right first-time yeah. offender. You remember that time I tried to kill that guy? They, they, they let me off the hook because my first time. Yeah. They always let you off at a warning. Yeah, he's got a slap on the wrist. Small fine. Well, luckily, now our boy is the richest boy in the world because he has friends. So beautiful. <laughs> 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 the end. So that's Richie Rich. <laughs> Let's find out what the real critics have to say about this movie. Plays on every kid's fantasy of being so wealthy that no one likes him. Eric D. Snyder. <laughs> EricDSnyder.com Decently crafted, but oddly charmless. Joe Layden. Variety. And finally, <laughs> this guy's short and to the point. Unendurable. Jeff Andrew, time out. Whoa, time out review. Okay, guys, this movie holds a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really that bad? Yeah, 25% seems pretty accurate. This movie is fun, but I get to about an hour in, and I just, I can't deal with all the stupidity of it. Cornball? It really is corny, and I just kind of tune out. I lose interest after about an hour. And it's just an exercise of endurance to make it to the end of the movie. It's It, it was not enjoyable. It wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't something that I would want to watch again. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. This movie was competently made. The acting was pretty good for a kid's movie. I mean, that's what this is. It's a kid's movie. We're not the audience for this anymore. We were 20 years ago. And I'm sure 20 years ago, I loved this movie. And I think for what it is, it's, it's pretty 
passable, but um, it was tough to sit through this time. So I'm going to drop a two out of five on this. I can definitely see why a kid would like this movie. All the elements are there. Had I seen this when I was a kid, I'm sure I would have liked it too. It's got all that little kid power fantasy stuff in it that little kids love. But me, as a grown man, watching this now as an adult, having never seen this movie before, then no, it didn't work for me. I didn't like this movie. It started out okay. Like I was on the movie side, but I, I remember thinking to myself, you know, this movie's not bad. I just wanted it to be over now. Just please end. So because of that, I'm going to give it a two out of five. You know, that's an interesting topic altogether, right? Like movies that you watch that it's too late. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've all experienced it's like that's you and Goonies, right? Probably. Yeah. I've never seen it. And I think that ship has probably sailed. Yeah. It's, it's too late, yeah. right? Yeah. It was made for you for a person in a specific time period in their life developmentally. Eventually that window closes and it's like too late. You, yeah, see it as, you have to see it as a kid mm-hmm. for it to work. For me, that was E.T. I don't like E.T. because I didn't see it until I was a grown ass man. I like Blank Check better. At least I remember liking Blank Check better because I remember that kid being likable. Richie Rich isn't likable in this movie. He sucks ass. And I wonder if this could have been a better movie if they did more to make him a likable person. You remember when he turns his head that one time? In the movie? <laughs> When he was wearing like the Batman yeah, yeah. costume, uh, basically. Do you remember that? He, he, so Richie's sitting in the car and he goes to like look around behind him and he moves his entire body <laughs> around left and right instead of just turning his neck like a normal person. <laughs> and he just looks so stiff and ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? Like loosen up a little bit. Yeah, this is supposed to be a happy, fun, fun laugh-a-thon. He's not like, he's just, he's, he's a spoiled rich kid in this movie, right? I mean, he's nice and he wants to play with other kids. It's not like he's a jerk to them, but there's nothing endearing about his character. No, he stinks. He's a turd. <laughs> not enjoyable. Kerplunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's read some listener mail. Jackie writes in and says, hello, gentlemen, somewhat recent listener, first time sending a message. You guys are amazing. When I started listening to you guys, the podcast gave the perfect dosage of laughter my life needed. My family thinks I'm weirder than usual now because I'll guffaw out of nowhere. Your podcast is awesome and I have definitely spread the word about it. Keep up the fabulous work. While I was listening to your review of Batman Forever, I decided it was time to speak out on a couple of things. First off, you guys are the worst podcast to listen to while trying to do a Manny Petty. Why, you may ask? Well, while listening to Batman Forever, I couldn't stop laughing and thus making me mess up while trying to paint my nails. Kind of ruined what I was going for. But it's nothing that shoes can't cover. But because you're awesome, you're all forgiven. Next off, methinks you should reinstate the Nazi salute into your weekly meetings. (laughs) I personally got a kick out of it, and I think it should be a ritual for decision making. Just saying. Lastly, I have a few things to say to each of you. That's been incorporated already. Yeah. Joel, when you get the hiccups, next time hold your breath for 20 seconds. So go away. Yeah, I wish. I suggest I suggest you hold your breath for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Kevin, I admire that you're a soccer fan, a real football fan. Who's your favorite national team when it comes to the World Cup? And I feel your pain on Ronaldo not kicking for penalties. I mean, I, I got a root for the US of A, but if they're not in it, I, or not seriously in it, I'll tend to root for Germany. And finally, Martin, I have a bone to pick with you. How could could you not know who Ronaldo is? He's a walking beefcake. And you say you're the expert on beefcakeness? I ask you to go see a picture of Ronaldo shirtless, if possible. Hmm, beef bone inducing? Yeah, Ronaldo's he's off the charts in the beefcake beef o meter. There you go. How many abs? Eighteen. <sighs> 
got abs to spare. And finally, I'm a New York Giants fan. Sorry. Looks like we're getting off on the wrong foot, but you're still cool. Anyway, can't wait for more reviews. Cheers. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Or Bratz. Brat, Brat, Brat. Tom writes in and says, morning, gentlemen. Just a few quick things from South Jersey. I think I've managed to hate the bounty hunter more than you guys since it filmed quite a bit in Atlantic City. I was aware of its existence early on as it caused me to have to wait in traffic multiple times while I stared at that blue car that Gerard Butler drives. <laughs> if that wasn't enough, surely after they were filming on the boardwalk and closed that part down right in the middle of my running route. When it came out, I saw it in the theater just to see if my frustration was worth it. As you know, it was not. Realizing that my life had been inconvenienced in even the smallest way by that piece of crap was soul crushing. Almost like being passed over for a job by a toddler who still shits his pants. Regarding the recommendation of Snake Eyes, which was not only filmed in Atlantic City, but also at my high school while I was attending, yet I managed to forget that movie even existed. Thanks to that reviewer for bringing up that repressed memory of that experience. So I don't know if you should review it or not, but beware. Lastly, Kevin, I'm disappointed in you. From one accountant to another, I figured you would know how banks are named. They get their names based on when they were chartered. So the second national bank of Gotham would have been the second bank to receive a national charter in the city. I would expect Joel or Martin not to know that, but not you. Alas, you're still the one whose humor I relate to the most, so all is forgiven. Congrats on the marriage. Keep up the great work. Tom. I don't remember that part of the CPA exam. A lot of things you probably don't remember from the CPA exam, Kevin. That's true. All right, Kevin, take over. I need to th- I need a drink. <laughs> what are you, an alcoholic? <laughs> Margo writes, Hi guys, I've recently discovered your podcast and was immediately hooked, so I've been going through listening to all the old shows. A standout show is the one where you reviewed the Amityville Horror. I couldn't get the line because it actually happened out of my head. Just cracked me up laughing every time it came up in your show. This weekend, my boyfriend was telling me a story and midway through, threw in because it actually happened. I found it very difficult to explain why I suddenly cracked up laughing during a moving and emotional story. A few conversations later and a link to your podcast, and I'm pretty sure he still thinks I'm a heartless bitch. Whoops. Thanks for the laughs. That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, uh, that's that's in my top. Yeah, that's top five for me. I love that episode. Jay writes, hi guys, or guys, if you're so inclined. Obligatory mentions here of how much I love the show. I listen to it while I draw, and it makes the tedious task of inking my sketches much easier with you dudes guffawing in the background. I'm working my way through the episodes and have heard most of the now. There was a question recently about style over substance, and I was soundly reminded of the fact that I'm one of approximately five entire people in the whole world who likes Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. I'd love to say I liked it because of the acting, the lore, or any number of other things you might like a film for, but sadly, I can only really say I like it because of the amazing monkeys everywhere. Also, Tim Roth. Too many things about that film make my head hurt, but I still find myself relentlessly entertained by it, so it seems like a prime candidate for you guys. And now a question if I may. If you were bestowed with the omnipotent power to remove one cliche or trope from filmmaking forever so it can never again be included in upcoming films, what would you remove? Thanks, guys, and keep it up. Kevin, do you remember when we saw Planet of the Apes together that one time? It, one of the top ten movie-going, movie-watching experiences of my life. Yeah, it, unbelievable. We, Unreal. We, we laughed for 45 hours. <laughs> I just remember people screaming Ape Lincoln yeah. at the over top of their lungs. And over and over Yeah, and then we again. crashed the place and started laughing and laughing. We were so mad. Ape Lincoln? 
was a great time. Ape Lincoln human hunter. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably take away time travel as a plot device. What? What an outrage. Listen to this joker. Yeah, sorry, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a spite. I guess like, I, have I, to, I have to use my powers to bring it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we're left with one wish. Kevin? Um... <laughs> You know what cliche I used to hate, but I don't see it anymore. And there's more. This is more of a TV thing than uh, a movie thing. And more specifically, more like a cartoon thing. <laughs> Only cartoons ever did this. Did Fantastic Voyage. You know that movie? Yeah. You, you get shrunk down and go inside someone's body. Yeah. That stupid plot line has been used so many times. That's true. And another thing. Stop ripping off a Christmas Carol when TV episodes do Christmas shows. Enough of that. All right. I hate that crap. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that they rip off more than anything else from a Christmas Carol isn't just for. Christmas, it's like a what if scenario where it shows like all the horrible things that will happen to your future if you don't do this. That drives me crazy. Josh from Australia writes, yeah, hey guys, I love the show. I have a question. What age group do you put your listeners in? I am 15 years old and I listen almost every day I, since I started downloading your podcast at the start of the year and I haven't stopped downloading ever since. Biggest and most best show. Thanks guys. He's absolutely correct. We are the, for sure the most best show. Yeah, most best, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I assume that we're, it's in the 20s. Yeah, I think like if, if we go by the Facebook stats, it's mostly 25-year-old dudes. That's like the majority. Which is right up my alley, so. Yeah, you love dudes. Tony sent in a picture of our world satellite headquarters. Do you want to show us that picture? That is actually kind of scary about how close that, that is to what it actually <laughs> looks like. The three of us in a satellite floating in outer space. Yeah, and yeah. I'm shaving. Yeah, yeah, we're floating around in Skylab. Yeah, we, we launched ourselves into orbit before we start recording. John writes in and says, episode 77 compelled me to create this. I know you're a graphic designer, so please don't mock my inferior paint skills. <laughs> that is uh, that's, that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, so this is a drawing of, it's the logo, it's the Yes That Bad logo, underneath it, it's our three hands <laughs> coming up and touching fingers. <laughs> And on the side are our patron saints watching over us. It's the heads of Dennis Quaid and Nicolas Cage. And they both had these angelic halos. <laughs> That's gorgeous. That's pretty funny, too, because I actually considered this for, like, a t-shirt design of our, our fingers touching. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I love, I love that this queen is a halo. <laughs> Steve wrote in and said, Left out at the comment that Kevin looks like David Cross. I've been thinking that, too. I reckon Martin looks like Spock from the new Star Trek. So, what, Siler? I don't think I look like Siler. No, you don't look anything like Siler. And Joel, an ugly Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Close? That's a lot of ugly. Yeah. Spot on. I'll let you... <laughs> yeah, that's five out of five accuracy, I'd say. <laughs> all right, all right, sure. Vicky, a.k.a. Iggy Star, writes in and says, After listening to 1,533 episodes of Yeah, you finally put a kibosh on featuring romantic comedies. What took you so long? Technically, I'm squarely in the demographic, being a 41-year-old mother. Heck, I'm even an avid knitter, but I'd rather watch paint dry than to watch romantic comedies, much less watch a bad one, and I certainly don't need you guys struggling to come up with an episode of material reviewing another one. 
I say good riddance. However, if you must have a rom-com swan song, then New Year's Eve's a good one. I just so happen to see that garbage with a press pass, and there are so many good actors and ludicrous, wink wink, plot lines that it would probably make for a funny episode. Andrew Red Stroll, as you told me, I showed Moulin Rouge to my girlfriend. Of course, as you said, I hated it, but she loved it, and I have not gotten that much ass since I volunteered to go blueberry picking with her and her family. Martin, you know a thing or two about that move. Didn't you go apple picking one time? Yeah, road apple picking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> he said, thanks for the advice. Are there any other movies you would recommend that would give him similar results? That's difficult. I don't know. What do you guys say? You have experience in these matters. I don't know. I really don't know. It's got to be like a real girl-friendly movie that when it's over, she's happy at the end of it, right? The Road? <laughs> yes. The Mist? Uh, One hour photo? Requiem for a dream? <laughs> Irreversible? <laughs> Seriously though, Crazy Stupid Love is a good movie for that. I'm going to toss in like a real cute one. Cutesy movie. Uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. You got one coming? No. You guys never been laid? <laughs> <laughs> Originally going up and telling a 28 year old man, guys are been late. Leo writes, Hello guys, there's one fun question that has been dodging my mind for about a week now, but here it goes. If the three of you could switch faces with any actor, who would it be and what would it feel like? Um, <laughs> That's the weirdest question I think so far. I would probably switch faces with. You have a face off? Yeah, I'd probably switch faces with Will Smith because it wouldn't match my body at all. <laughs> How would it feel? It would probably be excruciatingly painful. I'm literally removing my face and putting another person's face yeah, where you, mine you is. You can get jiggy with it. No, yeah, I, I can get jiggy with it. You have to it. go down to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, Miami. Yeah, what's it, how's the millennium working out for you? It's going pretty good. I got to go check out my robot. My robot. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Whose face do you want? <sighs> Clooney's a handsome guy. Yeah. I, I was actually I'm, just thinking him. I think I might take Clooney. Yeah, but Clooney, Clooney now? Clooney is a 55-year-old man. <laughs> putting him on a 28-year-old I'm going to put 55-year-old Clooney's face up against any face. Mm. Even Will Smith. He's a hands- handsome guy. Even Will Smith. Oh, yeah. What would it feel like? It'd probably be painful, I imagine, right? Uh, yeah, I imagine it would be painful. You're having your face cut off. Itchy, too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, For sure, it'd be itchy. his patchy beard in the perfect storm? <laughs> <laughs> His piss dyed. <laughs> piss yellow beard. <laughs> That's the face I want. That one. <laughs> Did you get it after he was drinking piss? That's what was happening, right? <laughs> Joel? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll go with Brad Pitt, Circa, Delma, Louise. I don't know. Okay, thanks for those emails, guys. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at yeahitsthatbad at gmail.com. Now it's time for the question of the week. Spencer writes in and says, Hey guys, I just watched Equilibrium for the 10th time and found that when my friend critiqued some parts of it, my immediate reaction was to explain away any discrepancy, even when he was totally correct. Are there any movies that you are driven to defend with two Tooth and claw, even though you know yourself to be wrong. I'll defend a movie with tooth and craw. <laughs> craw daddy? <laughs> 
That's interesting that Equilibrium is the movie because yeah, Joel and I very recently had to defend it. Very recently. We're, we're defending that movie. We were under fire. <laughs> we certainly were from all sides. I can't think of any movie off the top of my head where I would go to stream lengths, even if the person is completely correct to defend it. Well, I guess we'll have to ponder this further into the night. But are there any movies that you defend to the death against any criticism? I gave up a long time ago giving a crap what other people think yeah. of movies. Me too. Me too. So whatever. You, you want to like it or not like it, that's your own thing. Yeah, at, at this point, I, I have my own opinion and I think what I think for a specific reason and I just, I don't even really bring it up anymore. Yeah. So head on over to yesthatbad.com leave a comment on this episode's page with your answer. Okay, now it's time to announce the movies for the next Listener's Choice poll and the theme is Killer Reptiles in the 90s and the choices are Anaconda versus Godzilla. Head on over to yesthatbad.com where you can vote in the poll between Anaconda or Godzilla. And we're talking 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla here. So Broderick versus Lopez? Yeah. As for next week's movie, we're going to dive back in into the world of horror with one of the most popular horror franchises out there, Saw. Going to watch the first Saw movie. So to recap, head on over to yesabad.com where you can vote in the poll between Anaconda or Godzilla. And tune in next week when we will be watching the first installment of the Saw saga. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Head on over to yesthatbad.com and look up the top of the page. You'll see a little link there. We got a shop. We're selling t-shirts now. Amazing stuff. Looking good. Looking sharp. I see Kevin. He's wearing his Yes That Bad shirt. I've never seen him more stylish than I see him today. Kevin, you're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. I'm feeling crisp right now. Yeah. Crisp, handsome, debonair. You are super beefcake. My beefcake rating went up at least one notch. Yeah, you're at least six out of five stars right now. Clearly. So once again, head over to yesthatbad.com and click the link for the shop and then buy Yes That Bad t-shirt. You really will be helping out the show. You can also also be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash yesthatbad. You can follow us on Twitter at yeah, it's bad. You can follow Marna, yeah, it's Marna. You can follow Kevin as yeah, it's Kev. And you can listen to the show on all your mobile devices via Stitcher. You can get that at stitcher.com slash yeah, it's bad. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Hey, what does it mean in baseball when people put K's over the... Uh, it's a strikeout. What's the K mean? Break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually don't I actually don't know what that stands for. It is a strike, though. The K in the strike? Kill. Kill him. Knock him down. Commit. <laughs> kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Catch him and kill him. Catch him and kill him. Remember? Catch him, kill him. Remember? <laughs> Catch him, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Catch him. <laughs> kill him. It stands for catch him. Catch him and kill him. This is Reverend Catch. They the Reverend Catch him. The late Reverend Catch him. They're in his honor. Never forget. He's a crazy Reverend character. What do you feel? <laughs> the cr- oh, that's good. <laughs>